This is Movies, a podcast about the act of cinema, and we're going back to the beginning. We're going back to the roots. We're talking about Gotti, the 2018 masterpiece by Kevin Connolly, known for Entourage, known for playing E on Entourage, and the well, it's not. I mean, it's not. It's not a a rendition of Gotti, but it is also called Gotti. And it's a film from 1996 or 1998. Yeah, yeah 1996. <clears throat> uh, starring Armand Asante, who won a yeah. Golden Globe for his role as John Gotti. John Travolta, no nominations for no. Gotti. Oh, well, maybe, maybe a <laughs> Razzie or two. I don't know. Uh, you watched both of these movies. I watched both of these movies. Would you say that yeah. these are both great films? <sighs> <laughs> no. No, uh, I enjoy the what is it, Armand Asante one a little bit better, but mo- mostly because it just felt like an episode of The Sopranos, right? Um, but the John Travolta one, I, uh, I I confused it with uh, because I, the whole time I was thinking it was a the Josh Trank movie, I confused it with Capone, right? Oh, uh, and then yeah, but then I was watching this, I was like, this is fucking this, there's nothing good about this there's nothing that i'm enjoying there's nothing and travolta um i don't know I, I throughout his career i don't know how many times he's played the villain i guess what um uh the train one that the remake what is that one called train to Where busan he's... no not that one no uh pelham one two three he oh, yeah he was the villain the remake he plays this bald guy with a goatee that's Horrendous. i think that is the first time he's sporting a bald head in a movie Yes. That's when he became secure enough with it. Horrible. So I don't understand what the what, who took the decision of making him be the supposed to be scary character, but he's just like big-headed. He's just like a fat head and his accent is horrendous. I don't know. It's just I, I don't I don't understand any of the decisions that were made in this movie starting with the director. To start from there, like this guy. There, I, I'm fairly certain there was like a well-known director that was on board for this movie for for years, and then wound up. Barry, it was Barry Levinson. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, and then Nick Cassavetes and Joe Johnson were attached at the different points to direct it, uh, and then it, it says here that Al Pacino, Lindsay Lohan, and Ben Foster were rumored to star in roles, but. You know, no one did. And then Joe Pesci was cast. It says here he was cast Joe as Pesci. Ruggiero. Yeah, it says that he was cast as Angelo Ruggiero early in development and gained 30 pounds in order to properly portray him. After having his salary cut and being recast, uh, he sued the company for $3 million Successfully, and the right? settled out of court. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, but more or less then. Can you imagine? This would have been Joe Pesci coming out of retirement for this film instead of The Irishman. Ugh, yeah. 30 pounds. And then you know, that Chas, Chas Palminteri was also rumored. There's there's uh, so many good versions of this movie that had yeah. any any number of combinations of the people you just mentioned. I think Nick Cassavetes would have made a, a bit a sappier of a film. Barry Levinson, uh, what is he best known for? I, I've heard uh, that name many times over. I know he's a, a well-known director, and his son did that recent movie with Zendaya and Denzel Washington's son, David John Washington. 
for for Netflix. Sure. I don't know. Uh, it says here, let's see, Rain Man, Bugsy. Yep. Okay. He's a good director. He's a good. He's probably past his prime, but that would have been a viable, viable, uh, uh, you know, option for Gotti compared to Kevin Conley, E from Entourage, which I don't know what else this man has directed. I I'm I'm kind of suspicious of his, his you know his position as the director because it feels to me like I think John Gotti's son wanted to have a lot of sway with this movie and if you have a Barry Levinson if you have a Nick Cassavetes or somebody who's established in Hollywood then they're going to be used to doing things their way and you're not going right. to be able to push them around as much my my <clears throat> feeling is that they threw Kevin Conley in there because they're thinking well We'll have more control with how things look, and it'll be a better portrait of John Gotti, which I'll say the 1996 one does not offer a very good portrait of John Gotti, by comparison anyway. It's not right. flattering. It's not a flattering. No. Well, do you think this one is flattering? No, but for different reasons. <laughs> okay. Uh, it says here that Kevin Connolly has directed uh, episodes of Unhappily Ever After. That means nothing. Entourage. There's nothing. The TV's unknown. nothing. 30 for 30, Snatch and The Oath. And he also directed a movie called uh, Dear Eleanor. It says two teenage girls travel across the U.S. in 1962 during the chaos of the Cuban Missile Crisis. And... <laughs> Uh, Lucas has a property from 2007 called oh, Gardner. A, a coveted Lucas yeah. Haas property. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, that's so his that, friend. That's that's, that's, they're yeah. both members of the Pussy Posse with DiCaprio okay. and to he should have threw Toby Maguire in there as John Gotti right. Jr. <laughs> John Gotti. Fuck it. Why not? Couldn't be worse than Travolta. <laughs> that's the thing that I don't understand. He's never He's never been threatening looking. He's never been... You know, imposing. He's never seemed like someone that you would fear at all. And then you see him in this movie, and he has that giant head, this giant brown head, because he's wearing this very dark tan too. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I don't understand what we were supposed to get from this performance because he's not menacing, he's not creepy. Uh, at least in something like Black Mass, I don't know if you saw it, uh, when uh, Johnny Depp turns into Whitey Bulger or whatever. At least he looks kind of creepy, and you kind of believe on on people being afraid of him. But John Gotti just looks like gay Travolta, just gay fought Travolta. And I, I just didn't, you know, I didn't believe that anyone would be afraid of him. Yeah, he doesn't. I mean, Travolta is a guy who has gotten by and, and you know, he, he's been elevated to the point where he's considered Hollywood royalty, even though he does direct to video shit now. Uh, for, yeah. for an actor with such star power, he doesn't have much range at all. He's only... You know, he's kind of always just neutral and he can bring it up slightly in a positive way and then in an angry way. And that's about it. We've never seen him like fully let loose in a in any role, really. I mean, I mean, the most would probably be I... face off, right? Where he's playing Nick, <laughs> about... Nicolas Cage. What about the fanatic? Oh, the... oh, well, hold on a second. The fanatic is is one other thing. That was, I think, the same year as this, wasn't it? Or a year before or a year after? I, don't know. Uh... I think 2019. It's a, Fanatic was 2019, yeah, right. the year after. So, and <laughs> did did he produce Gotti? I know he he wound up. I think he wound up producing the Fanatic just to make sure it was finished. 
Let me see. I'm so glad he did too, by the way. Because that was... I enjoy the Fanatic way more than, than Gaudi. I feel like our, uh, our episode on the Fanatic... I, well, that was, a, that was a total mess. Should we just reminisce over past episodes of movies for, for 100, 100 episodes? Well, I was... I was going to ask you because I, I didn't think I was going to be able to come up with enough things to fill up an hour about this fucking thing. Uh, no, I already did. The, the, I've already done an episode on Gotti. That was the first episode. That was the most I, right. I could say about it. It was only 20 minutes long. And that was a stretch. So I don't have I don't have an hour of either of these Gotties in the tank. <laughs> um, here's a little fun fact about both, I think, the Fanatic episode and the Joker episode of movies which was kind of like pre-Civic TV. It was me, you, Jerry, and Jake recording those episodes. Uh, your mm. audio uh, expired on the call, so you are just not in those episodes. Oh, yeah. You've been clipped <laughs> out. So it's just yeah. me and Jerry and Jake having a blast and talking, and Hans was there too, and Hans was, was talking as well. But during that time, the calls were not being saved as one file. You had to send them off because we wanted that quality, and uh, Hans is not present those episodes yeah now that expired and the, uh so it's just awkward moments of silence when i'm supposed to talk <laughs> <laughs> i i was very careful that was back in the day where i enjoyed editing the podcast and i was like yeah it's taking a lot of time to do this but uh it sounds better now it's just like i don't i don't give a shit at all we're just going to record the call and also the problem with that too with everybody giving off their individual tracks is uh, wind blowing in the background, the AC going off, somebody's cat meowing, yeah. and the dog is barking. And it's just like, oh, Jesus Christ, it's well, eight times the amount of uh, filtering. Well, also you see people that have podcasts that are, you know, thousands times more successful than us who don't who just do a Zoom call and record the Zoom call and that's it. So why would you? Yeah. <laughs> why? Why put an intro song or anything? I remember they used to do intros to the episode. I don't know if you still do because I don't like listening to myself, but – I remember that you used to have like an intro where you would try to be funny and shit before the when? Ep- you what know, was this? Show. What I did a before monologue show, to open the show. I'm before, Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah, before the show became good, and I came in, you know, when you were just by yourself, and you would just intro it with like, you know, your little monologue. Give me an there. example. I don't. I don't recall any uh, of this. this is I don't know if that's I, true. I think you just I might just be making that up. <laughs> I've never listened to this show. I think you just. I think you fell asleep watching an episode of Seinfeld, one of the early seasons of Seinfeld, and that's just what what you're thinking now. No, that's never happened before. I don't know. Uh, 100 episodes of movies. We were. uh, What do you? I mean, remember the episode that I did by myself about Venom? Oh yeah. Well, this this was also raved about it. (laughs) Just the most greatest movie, greatest comic book movie ever. And then I watched it again. I was like, oh wait, ah. Shit, <laughs> the the hate is uh, deserved completely. <clears throat> yeah. Early in the early days when it was still single digits, you know, and I didn't want to take a week off, um, I would just have you guys fill in for me, and uh, you know, Jake would host one episode by himself, and then you hosted an episode by yourself, and that was uh, that was a really short episode. I think I think that was only like twenty minutes or something. Yeah, something like that. And uh, Jerry, so <clears throat> Jerry was supposed yeah. to do one, and then he, Jerry did like nine minutes, and I was like, "Thanks, Jer- thanks, Jerry." <laughs> let, let me, uh, yeah, let, it, let, let me put this out as Desperado. It's nine minutes long. Oh, I, I'll have to pad it with like my bonus episode with Nick, just so I have something. Oh, is that what is that what you did? 
Yeah. I'm, I can't put out a nine minute episode and call that an episode. There has to be some sort of standard that is met each week. If I'm not doing all the proper editing from before, we at least have to give, you know, length, you know, we got to give quantity over quality now. And is that why we're doing gaudy on the episode? 100? That's why we're doing both gaudies back to back. Apparently okay. the third gaudy as well with Tom Sizemore. I just found this out. I don't know. Wow. I, I was trying to set that as my background because he looks really fat as Gotti. You can tell he was not okay. even looking to firm up at all, the look imposing. That was probably during his, I mean, he's still probably in a crack phase, but. Yeah. I'm glad I didn't have to watch that one. I think with two of them are enough. I think I've known enough about John Gotti that uh, I, enough. I don't know. I, I Neither of these movies are like. Even though I, I enjoy the Asante one a little bit more, um, it just feels like a TV movie, which is what it was, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, they they use the entire cast of the Sopranos in this in this movie, and it just feels like, well, what happened before Tony Soprano was in power? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it, it. which made it better to me because yeah. they're just good at that playing that, you know, playing that Italian gangster. So it was more believable than all the you know pretty boys that were on the new gaudy one was just completely unbelievable yeah yeah it felt i mean it really made that newer gaudy feel like it was trying to be too hip and too relevant to 2018 and i mean as if that wasn't apparent before with pitbull on the soundtrack uh <laughs> having having that hbo 90s gaudy where you do have a lot of the cast that is located in queens new york and they're filming at like silver cup studios and it's all the same. It's like you, you. What was probably most interesting about that movie, and I don't even think it really feels like a movie because there's not a a, a proper, you know, three act structure to it. Uh, right. It's just kind of like here's John Gotti at, I guess what we're supposed to believe is late twenties, and then it ends yeah. with him going to prison in his forties. It does, it, you know, it's not a full story. It's just like a slice of his life, which maybe it was supposed to be, but as a as a movie, it doesn't really. It doesn't really work, I think. Now, that's not to say that the performances aren't good. I do think Armand Asante is the superior John Gotti of the two. Oh, yeah. And there's no no question about that. Even though John Travolta, you know, he's trying. You know, is he trying? <laughs> he tried. He I mean, his accent, you can tell that he's... Is he, he's supposed to be Italian, right? That's an Italian last mm-hmm, name. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know if he's his real last name or not, but... Uh, He's trying to sound Italian, but it sounds like me trying to sound Italian, so it's not good. Yeah. It's just it's too much. It sounds very Mario Brothers uh, at times. So yeah, he, he's he's not good in this at all. Um, they also do him up with uh, makeup to make him look old, and he bears his bald head in prison for old John Gotti. So yeah, I give him I give him props for doing that, but I mean, does it matter? No, the movie still no. is. Uh... But here's the thing: Do you get that far? That's the thing. Does anyone get that far in the movie to even see him fall? Well, it shows at the beginning, actually. You're right. Right. With so, the, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing about Gotti, though, is Gotti, I, I think, is one of these movies that has been considered now since it came out one of the worst movies of all time. And I don't think it is. Do you, did, you, did you get the impression that this was the worst movie of the year it came out when watching? No. Um, it, I think it's just... It's not bad enough to be funny, and it's not good. So it's it's that in that level of mediocrity of like a four out of ten, you know, where if you 
if it's on TV and you watch it, you're like, all right, well, this is kind of bad, but whatever. Uh, but it, it's not something that, you know, you can even laugh at, you know, because I, I, I wanted to laugh at it, but it wasn't bad enough for that. It was just like, oh, you're, you're trying too hard to do this thing. And it, it, it's not going to get there, but it's not laughably, laughably bad. So it's like in that awkward middle of mediocrity, I guess. Do you think that this movie would have had an easier time if we were still in the era where mob movies were being revered? No, because it's not a good mob movie. It wh what's the biggest heist but, but or action or there are still other it, mob movies that are not Godfather or Goodfellas or, or Casino Tier that came out in the early '90s, like uh, something like a Bronx Tale, which is I mean, there's good moments in that, and it's right. mostly well directed. But there's also like really corny, poorly acted moments, very yeah. like sappy, overly sincere moments where the actors are not able to pull it off. And yet that is lumped into that category uh, pretty frequently of like, oh, wow, this era of great mob films. Um, I, I think the biggest difference with this one and something like that movie, though, is that at least that one is it knows what it is. Like, it's just trying to be that it's a sappy movie about some Italian mobsters and that's it. This one, you can't tell if it's trying to make John Gotti look cool or if he's supposed to be that slick gangster or like if we're supposed to, you know, see him as like an anti-hero or something, because even the music, like you said, Pitbull, like that's a, that's an odd choice for a, for a mobster movie. So it feels like they were trying to, I don't know, make him, like modernize him and, and, and try to make him cool and slick. And the way that the movie is shot, it's kind of very modern like that. It doesn't have that feel that those old gangster movies had. Uh, so I don't know. I think it, it has a very modern feel, but it's very like modern, mediocre feel to it. Right. Well, hmm. I mean, it's also tough, I think, because Gotti is not like many other gangsters because he's the first one that became a celebrity <clears throat> for that and was on right. TV for that. I mean, he came up in the, I mean, he he became a famous person, essentially, in the 90s. And it was a similar thing to when serial killers started being publicized. And you would have Richard Ramirez on the television set, or Ted yeah. Bundy, or Jeffrey Dahmer, any one of these guys. And I think that's probably uh, uh, a significant factor in why a lot of organized crime or Italian organized crime either shifted in a way where it's now invisible, which I suspect, right. or uh, dwindled down to the fact that it's near non-existent, which could also be the case as well, given how corporately run everything is in New York and the rest of the country today. Right. Yeah, it would be very suspect or very naive to think that that shit just disappeared. What with Giuliani? Yeah. <laughs> you know, that just doesn't exist anymore. I mean, well, I don't know enough about that to make any de yeah. declarative statements one way or the other. But uh, I, I, they would have to at least – they'd probably have to shift certain industries, I, I would say, to adapt to what America is like right now. Right. But – Yeah. I still don't think that – I just don't think that this movie does anything well, you know? Uh, the, by the way, that's, that's the, the ugliest pizza you could have put as your background. I <laughs> it's just an noticed. Italian, 
It is fucking disgusting. That's gross. (laughs) It's all separated, too, in columns. The the tomato, the Parmesan. Terrible. I have a better one. Hold on. I was looking for Italian flag pizzas. What about this one? (laughs) (laughs) That is atrocious. That's really awful. Yeah, um, I just don't think this movie does anything well. Uh, I don't think there's any performance from here that you can you can say, okay, well, this guy at least you know tried really hard and got something good out of this. And there's also no interesting shots. There's nothing you know, no interesting cinematography or anything that makes it even tense at all. You know, it felt very, it felt very. No one's really in danger. Uh, so like a Marvel. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's like a, it's John Gotti is a new. <laughs> he's part of the marvel cinematic universe yes he does have a very thanos-esque look by the end of the film if you just put purple paint on his round head on his thumbtack you know a body it would it would really it would really fit um yeah i don't know i don't have anything to say about Gotti. this movie stinks it sucks it's bad (laughs) I got nothing else. You know what was cool about the uh, the original is we got to see uh, Pussy from The Sopranos kind of see yes. and run. And it's just yeah, like, yeah, it, yeah, it yeah, occurred yeah. to me, it was like, all right, this is 1996. Sopranos premieres in 97. So he just got that fat within a year or a year and a half. Get some of that Italian food. You know, it's all pasta and <sighs> breads and cheeses. And yeah. No, no, that's that's so. How did he wind up living? I mean, he's you know he did Celebrity Apprentice. He's the only Celebrity Apprentice person to quit. He said he. Why I think did he, he quit? I, I nobility. Someone, I guess someone I put pizza um, <laughs> from uh, pineapple pineapple in pizza, and he was like, I, "That's it." I I don't remember the episode very well, but I remember him having a tantrum and being like, "Something about this ain't right, Mister Trump." I quit, and yeah. then he just left. He tried to like oh, spin it into, I, yeah, it was the former president. It was. Mr. I forgot president that you were Trump. a big, a big apprentice, apprentice mm-hmm. and big brother and survivor, right? Yeah. Those were the three. Well, we should have watched a season of Growing Up Gaudy to go with this episode. Maybe we have more to talk about. Season What's one. What's that? That's the reality oh. show about John Gaudy Jr. and Victoria Gaudy and the Gaudy family after John passed away. Okay, so are they not scary anymore? No, of course not. They're reality TV. Okay. It's Real Housewives. Okay, because I don't know. I, I I was trying to be kind of nice, <laughs> not because I feel like across everything we do, I've just been making fun of people that are of organized dangerous. crime that kill people <laughs> yeah. that are still active to this day. Yeah. No, listen, yeah, yeah, yeah. the Gotti family <laughs> is not the cartel. Okay, the Gotti family, they had to deal with the entire storm that came after Gotti's release. Think about that. Okay, what was that? So, oh, I don't really know anything. They were trying to – do you remember the Twitter campaign where they were putting this shit on posters and on the trailers? They were like, who are you going to trust, yourself or a troll behind the keyboard? Because the reviews for Gotti 2018 came out and were negative, and they got really snippy about it online. They started fighting back. They started yeah. saying, trust yourself. Don't trust the critics. And I'll tell you well, what, they were kind of right. Yeah, <laughs> maybe not for this movie, but uh, <laughs> in general, yeah. I mean, look at look at hey, they started doing that, and then it became clear to everybody, I think, that Rotten Tomatoes is uh, full of paid hack shills who are uh, giving reviews to movies in order to open up opportunities for themselves. 
What kind of opportunities are you saying is John just... Gotti Jr. going to give you? You know? Probably Hold not on. the same as Warner Brothers. Oh, okay. I, I was wondering if there was any <laughs> positive reviews about Gotti and Rotten Tomatoes, but it's, it has a zero yeah, still. Yeah, it, so. it has a zero. It, it's one of the rare zeros. Um, you know, a better pairing might have been Gotti and Speed Kills. I feel like Speed Kills would have been a, a nice companion to go with this film. It's tonally similar. There's a lot of great cinematography from it that I posted before of just like what feel like a 15-year-old getting shots of, of the actors the and B-roll that's, that's integrated in. And I think that's also based on a true story of one of the drug smugglers who was working for George H.W., Back during the cocaine cowboys days. Does these hairpiece get a, a credit? <laughs> because what the fuck is that? Oh, that's a VR movie, right? Well, I mean, they kind of retrofit it to be a VR movie. Yeah. I don't think that was naturally done when they were shooting it. I thought, I think that they were looking at VR and were like, this could be an opportunity. We can be the first out the gate for this new niche thing. Let's try this out. And it was released in several episodes as well for VR. Yeah. I don't know. I, have, I haven't seen Speed Kills. I know that Matthew Modine plays George H.W. Bush in it, though. And that's kind of a, a depressing fall for him. Why do they keep casting him to play other people that already lived? You know, exposing him as the non-good actor that he is. You know what I mean? It's clout. It's just clout. You say John Travolta's in your movie, and every 50 to 70-year-old is like, John Travolta? What? Right, oh, this is, okay, that's a that's a real star. Well, that's every Latin American person, too, because it's like, oh, my God, Pulp Fiction? That yeah. guy? It's like, yes, yeah, yeah. Still, 20 I mean, years later, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it's not yeah. like Lou Gossett Jr., who wins the Oscar and then winds up doing a bunch of sci-fi channel movies afterward. So they can say, Academy Award winner. Lou Gossett right. Jr. You know, they don't, it's not that. I mean, John Travolta has been in a number of big pop culture films um, as, as early as the 1970s. He's one of these actors who spans relevance throughout generations. And the fact that he's still working in a joke right now, I think it, it says something about him. You know, I think he, that he's successful in that regard. I wonder how much money he's worth. So that it's, you know, is it really worth it to continue doing all of this bullshit that he's doing? You know, he's been, he's been in 86 movies, apparently. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I don't think he's hurt hurting financially, but at the same time, you know, he's flying his own oh. private jet. And that fuel is very expensive, burns up real quick. So he's going to take as many jobs as he can get. Were you aware of <laughs> Die Hart? No. What is, what is this? It says Kevin Hart plays a fictional. Oh, oh no, I was aware of this. On a quest to land the action movie role of a lifetime, and it's Kevin Hart and bald John Travolta. This is unfortunate. I actually, I think I sent this to our group chat last year when I discovered this. Let me just look this up real quick. Should this just turn into a John Travolta retrospective? Twenty twenty. So did this yeah. not get released? Oh, wait a minute. It's a series, apparently. It's a series. Ten episodes. A ten episode series. And it's <laughs> fresh. Oh, it was on Quibi. This was a big Quibi original. Oh, is that what that is? Fuck, they got fucking 
Jane Reno, Jane Reno, Jan Reno, Jan Reno. He's that guy. George Harnett, isn't it? There's a, this is a real cast. They got the 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 girl with the big boobs from the commercials. Oh Where's yeah, it? yeah, Milana uh, yeah. by that one. Yeah, who wow. got the girl from Game of Thrones? The black girl from Game of Thrones? I don't know who that is. Anyway, and this the, is this is a pretty good cast. I can't believe Josh Hartnett would do this movie series. Quibi, you, you can't. Yeah, I can't believe it. Actually, I don't know. What, what, is he, what else has he done? What, what has he done? Lucky number 11, four? <laughs> that, that was 17 <laughs> years ago. Let's oh, see. Man. Penny Dreadful. Uh, Drunk History. Paradise Lost. Uh, uh, that was the... Is, is that the, the the three? What's his name? No. I don't know. Who cares? It, it, the Yeah, I know what you mean. The three web Memphis three The West people. Memphis three. This is, this, uh, it says contemporary. It's a Spectrum Originals. Spectrum. I don't even know what that is. That's the internet. That's. I think I have that internet. Spectrum. Okay. All right. So it's it's like saying like a you know like a AT and T show. It's or a something. Comcast original. It's a uh, yeah. It's it's shit. Yeah. It's shit. Any, anything it. funded. That's what we doing in twenty twenty. So yeah, I'm, I'm I'm sure that Quibi just came with a bucket of money and was like here. You know, star in this Kevin Hart vehicle. Did they ever convert those things into like regular formats so that people can just watch them on the computer? No, that's just that content is just dead forever. No, no uh, there's there's so much that's going to wind up being lost to time because there's not going to be like a physical media release, and especially with these dead platforms that come out the gate and are just like DOA, something yeah. like Quibi. There's there's a lot of content that was produced for that that is just gone forever, I think. Probably wow. this. Probably this. Maybe there's torrents of Die Hard somewhere, but as soon as that gets down to, like, one-seater, <laughs> then, I mean, good luck. Yeah. There is torrents of that. Yep. Season one. Should we just watch that as we're recording? We're no. Sampling episodes of Die Hard, of Quibi Originals? I think... I think suffering through two gaudy movies is enough suffering for one episode. I don't know if I want to. What do you think? What do you think of this face-off sequel that there that Adam, your boy Adam Wingard, the auteur, is going to be directing? Is I I know nothing about it. So uh, apparently they approached him originally because they have to just bring back anything that they had that was moderately successful. They were going to do a remake of Face Off. And then it turned into a sequel to Face Off, which I don't even know how you're going to be able to do that unless Caster Troy has a, a twin brother. But no, he had a brother in Face Off. He had a brother in Face Off, and he worked with him, and the brother died. So, no, he doesn't have a twin brother. You can't do that. Nick Cassavetes is in Face Off. How about that? He just showed up to the set one day. I was like, oh, hey, what's up? I, I was just had to meet with John Travolta because he was working on another film with him. And uh, the director, who was it, Ronnie Yu? Or um, was it Ronnie uh, Yu? John Woo? It was John Woo. Ronnie Yu did John Woo, yeah. The Bride in White and Freddy vs. Jason. John, John Woo was just like, oh, Nick, hey, could you just do a, could you do a scene for me for this movie? Because my guy, he, he quit or something. And then 
Nick Cassavetes was like, ah, cameo. All right, fine. All right, I'll do it. And then uh, John Woo was like, all right, hey, could you just kind of stay for the week and get get coverage for me for this one scene? And Nick Cassavetes was like, ah, all right, fine, sure. And then John Woo was like, hey, could you actually just stay here for the month? We're just going to make you a big part of the movie now. And then he just became like the main henchman of the movie. And that's how he got involved in that. So yeah. Well, listen, um, I think you should be excited about it because um, the person that is writing it <clears throat> is known for um, The Guest, which is pretty good. So, oh, you know, Simon I, Barrett, his uh, Adam yeah. Winger's writing partner. Yeah, and then you got uh, Blair Witch. Hell yeah. And then Temple. I don't know if you ever saw Temple. Legends of the Hidden Temple. Nickelodeon it's, classic. Uh, it's 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 a horror movie. I love that's, going to Temple. As much as you can. Um, but who... <laughs> Who's the one that's directing that face-off thing? Because I can't, I can't. Winger. Oh, Wingard, you said? Yeah, Wigger. Because it's not, it's not on his IMDb yet. But whatever happened to him? Money. He's doing Kong versus Godzilla. Exactly. So that's... he's got, he's he's dead. He's he, his soul has been corrupted. He's on the Warner Brothers well, payroll. I mean, he's that's after Death Note and Blair Witch. I so... like Death Note, by the way. Did you okay. see Death Note? I never saw it. No. No, I'm not a fucking weeb. No. <laughs> no. People hate it. The weebs hate it. But he turns it into a weird movie at the end. He kind of ends any okay. possibility for it to be, be a franchise and turns it into a, an odd 80s-style teen movie that feels like The Guest. Like okay. he says, fuck you to the fan base with the third act. And it's just, it's peculiar. And that's what won me over. Because up to that point, I thought, this movie kind of sucks. This movie's bad. Why would Willem Dafoe do this? Lakeith Stanfield is, I, I mean, I've, I've said this before, he never feels like an actor to me. He feels like a cosplayer. He feels like a kid playing dress up, wearing his wearing his dad's outfit to be a character from a book or something. Uh, he is, at, I'll tell you what, <clears throat> I listened to Mario Cuomo's suggestion of uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, uh, checking that out. And that movie was really good. That movie, I, I wanted to shit on that movie. That movie was great. So uh, maybe something to check out. And he's pretty good in it. But, I mean, he's also Lakeith Stanfield all the time. And right. The, the, the strength of that movie, Judas and the Black Messiah, is entirely the directing and uh, the sound and the uh, setting and costume design, which I, I previously ragged on. I said that they look like they're going to a costume convention. But that's really just the advertisements, I guess. I guess I might just <clears throat> I might watch Death Note then because it sounds like exactly what happened with me and the Dragon Ball Evolution movie, uh, where well I, when it came out I was living in Canada and I went with my roommates and their door friends and it was like seven of us and they all expected something good but I already had seen the trailer so I was like this is just gonna be terrible. They really expected was. something good. I I mean they were excited. I don't know if they were expecting something. I just remember them being excited. And I was like, I'm excited for the different reasons. So at the end, I ended up enjoying it more than them because I guess they were expecting like a real Goku. Uh, but, you know, wow. I love shitty shit. So I was, you know, happy about my decision. But like this Death Note one, the reason why I haven't watched it is because anything that's based on anime is usually not very good. So I don't even bother with it anymore. Yeah. Uh, but what you just said kind of, convince me to at least check it out so i might you know so at least i have an educated opinion i guess of it with death note it's like 60 minutes 
to 80 minutes where it, it's a pretty faithful adaptation, all things considered. And then the last 20 to 30 minutes, he's just like, I don't know how to end this movie. So, uh, uh, fuck it. Let's just, let's just, let's just have it be murder suicide or something. And we'll play a bunch of 80 style music and Nat Wolf will act crazy. And then they'll, it, yeah. So it, I, that, that part of it is fun and it feels like so, a betrayal to the rest of the movie. So are you telling me that you're not excited about Godzilla versus Kong? I am. I, I I'll tell you what, I don't think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be a pile of shit and I hate it. I have hated everything that they've done so far. The most I, I liked was the opening 30 minutes of the first Godzilla movie. Right. But um, the, I'm talking about the new, one? the new American okay. monster verse that Warner brothers is doing, but with Brian Cranston, with Brian Cranston, like as soon as Brian Cranston leaves, yep. it's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah I he leave. leaves. He just leaves the film. The yeah. He leaves the movie, filming yeah. on breaking bad. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, there's no point in being like, this is, this is going to be bad. I'm upset. This is going to be, of bad. Course. it's a, it's a King Kong versus Godzilla movie. Yeah. And it's going to be, I mean, it's, it's like, not free. It's $7 or whatever, but like, I'm going to get I it mean, for free. I'm going to watch it. Of course. Yeah. I'm, it's I'm like not going like out you, to the movies and going to sit and pay $40 for that shit. It's just going to be I, right in front of my face. I remember that the Kong one, you hated so much because you did that, right? You went to the theater no, you didn't. Yeah, no, I did. I, I, just, I was just getting flashbacks to it. It was terrible. <laughs> it's it's genuinely. I can't believe they gave that guy the Metal Gear Solid movie. That is so disappointing. Jordan, what is it, Jordan? Jordan Vogue Roberts with his disgusting beard and his fucking right. dumb made up stories about. Oh, I was sitting on a plane and there was a Trump supporter in front of me and the big black guy came and was like, "Hey, you better move over, buddy." And he was in a MAGA hat and he punched him in the nose and I just thought it was so satisfying. You fucking cuckold of a man, you liar, making up stories, and then he got Wait, made fun of on Twitter. Over. He got made you, fun of on Twitter and deleted all the tweets. A, you have a signed seat. What do you mean move over? I don't know. I don't remember the story. This was fucking five years ago, but I just remember having a very low opinion of him, even more so. Even more so. Now, everything I knew about Jordan Vogue Roberts, the moment I saw him, was confirmed in his filmmaking and in his general social presence online. Very disgusting human being. Also, <laughs> he was engaged to Brittany Ferlin, who fucking stole one of my sketches and got something like 10 million views on it. This bitch, this this rotten bitch. I hope she dies. Right. I hope she <clears throat> dies a miserable, painful, excruciating death in a fictionalized account made for the cinema, not in real life. I'm not... I'm not yeah. wishing any ill will onto anyone. The best revenge is living well, as they say. And I'm yep. trying to maintain that this show remains on iTunes. So, um, Gong versus so Godzilla. Godzilla. Godzilla <laughs> coming out March 31st. That's right. And it's going to be it's going to be a really stupid movie. It's going to be a bad oh, yeah. movie. It's not even going to well, be a I fun mean, movie in the way that it's supposed to be a fun movie. But it, I'm going to watch it. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I love those dumb, fucking, bad monster movies. So, the last one, I, I just like, I just feel like a kid watching that thing. So, I, I don't expect anything good. Uh, I'm just so, like happy that the monsters don't look like giant, you know, stiff men anymore. You know, like it's mm. actually looked like the the monsters or whatever. So, I'm not really expecting, like suits? Much, but 
I like the suits. It's just like I don't believe that they're threatening at all. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm laughing at them. I'm not like, oh, here comes so, Mothra. So, so it's just like, what, no, okay, it's just a right, man right, right. dressed like butterfly. When you put you on Con, when you put on the trailer for Godzilla vs Kong, you you went, whoa, okay, that now we're like, messing wow. with real monsters. Jeez, that's oh, right. It looks like I, real fur. I got sweat beating <laughs> at my brow. Yeah, it's like now we're messing with real power. It's not. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's not. That Dave Chappelle sketch when he punches Godzilla, you know, it's it's a, uh, it looks it looks cool now. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I love those movies, but I know what they are exactly. The only one I haven't seen, well, not only one because there's tons of them, but the the only one that's considered good, or at least that people always talk positively about, is uh, Chin Godzilla. Yeah, I've, ne- I've never seen that one, uh, but it's um it's 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 a very good movie. Um... I'm I'm excited about the pseudo sequel slash I don't know what it's really supposed to be, but Shin Ultraman. I guess they're trying the same concept again with Ultraman, who's like a big robot guy. I, I wasn't very aware of the Ultraman lore, so I decided to do a quick YouTube of it, and it brought me it's episodes huge. from like the seventies, yeah, sixties, I think, and it just Black feels and like white. Power Rangers or something. You know, yeah. it's just yeah, a man yeah, yeah. in a suit, and then you get the little toys that he like jumps around. And there's a little kid hiding from some monster, and he saves him. And yeah. it seems like it seems like the same thing as Godzilla or anything else from that, you know, childhood. It is, but of it, time. it was the I think it was the first one though, one of the first ones. But yeah, uh, and there's some they, they have a lot of suits because it, it been, it's been alive for forty years, so there's been a lot of different. I don't know how much it changes from one to one, but it's just yeah. I I, are they, I guess they're just trying to make like a shared universe of that now. To, toy. Right, toy, toy, yeah, toy, toy. I, uh, uh, I mean, fair enough. If it's successful enough in Japan, I'm sure they'll make money at least over there. Right? They, they, I mean, With not best... only was Shin Godzilla a tremendous success, but it got Best Picture at their J- Japanese Academy Awards. Like that, oh. you know, the, what I would compare that movie to in Japan is how Joker fell in in the United States, where it was a big financial hit and it was also a critical. Um, sensation as well, or well, so, you know, people. you know what what I mean. I mean, it, that got raked over the coals by the paid off critics with their ideological bend. But for the most part, the voters ignored that when it came time for the awards. So it, it had a similar effect in Japan with Shin Godzilla because they were making a commentary on the government and the ineptitude of uh, their government or really any government in high stakes situations where they are out of their depth. Right. So you're saying that when this came out, there was tons of articles written about how people were going to dress up like Godzilla and shit up a theater <laughs> in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember that yeah, shit? Of course I do. Oh, my God. Fuck. Well, I mean, it was, what, two years ago? It wasn't even that, that long no. ago. No, it was not, not even. Not even. Years. A year and a half. Joker came out in October, uh. I think. October 3rd, 2019. So no, we're not even like two, a full two years away from that. Uh, I, I I just don't understand why people are still afraid of movies. Every time that They're a movie not. has been, when a movie has been uh, marketed as, you know, this is the rawest movie ever. This is going to have you, you know, having nightmares for a month. People threw up or people walked out or people, it's never that. I've never seen one of them where I'm like, okay, you know what? fine maybe uh the what is this one the one where he fucks a baby uh serbian, serbian. film maybe yeah. that 
maybe that one because it was just like, oh fuck, all, all right, like I, I don't understand why you would do this, but fine. But everything else, like I, the the most recent one I, I can remember is that Raw, that French movie called Raw about this teenage girl that uh, she's like a vegetarian and then she gets obsessed with meat and like there's a scene where she's eating someone's leg or something and that's it. And they marketed as like people were throwing up in the theaters and they couldn't take it and whatnot. But like anything that's marketed like that is like dangerous or, you know, extreme or whatever. It, like which one, you know, if it's out in a movie theater, that's mainstream. It can't be that, you know? Yeah. I, I, I would say I agree with you. I think it comes back. I mean, a lot of it comes back to what you're constantly tweeting about, which is that the United States has the most, what do you say? Fragile. Sensitive or fragile adults. Yeah. That's a hundred percent. It. That's a hundred percent. It. Now, a lot of what you're you're saying with raw and movies of that sort are just marketing campaigns where yeah. people will deliberately pass out in the theater. So the news has to report on that. I know that was the case with the house that Jack built, and that goes back as far as the 1970s, where they will put a plant in the theater and be like, "All right, just pop this pill in your mouth or something." About an hour and 15 when when she starts masturbating with the cross that's when you have a seizure so then you do that and we'll get great headlines <clears throat> excuse me i'm very uh raspy today um right yeah i've got four different beverages to my right right now i got i've got my good old-fashioned water i've got my carbonated water i've got my iced coffee and i also have my hot coffee so i like to be prepared for the that's another inside scoop on the hundredth episode of movies is this is why I have to piss five times a show when we're doing civic TV. I like to keep my, my throat nice and lubricated. And the way to do that is to stock up on as many beverages, many very different beverages as you can. Coffee though. I guess so you don't fall asleep. I drink coffee until so five boring. in the morning. I'm more, every, every right. single night. The only thing I don't do after, um, after, after a certain hour is drink Red Bull because Red Bull will actually like snap me awake coffee I'm, really i'm immune to yeah red bull gives me anxiety and coffee makes me want to shit <laughs> nothing <laughs> wakes me up. there's nothing that wakes me up i remember i used to work at for amazon and uh not their warehouse it was just customer service on the phone and they had the most horrendous coffee that i've ever tasted but it was so strong and i worked a graveyard shift so it was from one in the morning until six in the morning i think and uh it was so strong that it would keep you awake, not because of the coffee, but because your stomach would hurt so much. <laughs> you were just up. Yeah. <laughs> so I would just, just get up like a big mug and just like this shit would keep me awake. And it was just that horrible pain. Uh, but yeah, Red Bull just gives me anxiety and makes me want to like hit things, <laughs> uh, which, is not, which is not good. <laughs> I, I tried uh, alternative energy drinks. I tried the Bang energy drink. It's like drinking paint, paint that, thinner. It's awful. It's it's. It, I is mean, that the there was, one where the, the the owner of the company uh, takes photos from like a lower angle, so you don't see that he's balding on top. I don't know. I maybe you don't know. that could be. I haven't heard anything like that or seen that. I'll have to check that out afterward. No, I I, I saw that they were selling them like two for two dollars yeah. or something. Like that. I was like, that's a good deal because it comes in a, a nice size, tall boy size. If you want to get Red Bull. You're you're paying two sixty for just a little guy. Yeah, for a tiny thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I see a bang energy called Miami Cola, and that sounds 
Oh, this guy. Oh, I wish I wish we could show the viewers on this. Um, what what that? I mean, maybe it'll come up. Maybe not. Does that have a show on the thing? Yeah. I'll find out after the fact. I don't think so, though. That's unfortunate if not. But he should have played John Gotti. He well, you can just the... Google just Google Jack Owok. That's O W O C. Uh, and there's a lot of photos of him where he's wearing his black soy sauce hair. Yeah, which he are looks like John the ones he paid for. And then there's other ones where other people have taken. And, and you, you can see that that soy, soy sauce is not as strong. <laughs> it's, no. not, it's not that anymore. Yeah. Uh, so Miami Cola, which sounds delicious, is my favorite my favorite place in the United States. And a cola, which is always a good flavor. It's a good underrated flavor, cola. And I try it and it doesn't taste like cola at all. It it it's just uh it, it feels like any other off brand like Rockstar Energy. Do you remember that from two thousand six, two thousand seven? Yeah. Rockstar yeah. Energy. I think that was the first one to come out after Red Bull and they tried to you know soak that up and be the Facebook to Red Bull's MySpace, if you will. Didn't like, work out. Uh, what is it, Gatorade and Powerade? Yep. That's a good uh, example. What's up? Because we do have a, a lot of them here, but a lot of them are like Brazilian or like or like Latin American that we get here. Count. They're not real you know, companies. That's just it's the same fucking thing. It's like the same ingredients. It's just a weird can that you can't read. Um, but yeah, those those things never work. For the, the ones that have kind of worked are the monster ones, but just because it's just a giant can that I don't think I've have had monster before. I don't think I've ever it's drank. Pretty, it. I know that's it's pretty gross. Uh, that's Eggies drink of choice seems like eggies whenever you check out eggie's streams he's always drinking monster it seems like but yeah i've never had it yeah it's pretty disgusting i feel like that's a great way to to rush into death is you just drink a lot of monster i have in my in my head i imagine it tastes like do you remember mountain dew amp when they tried yes. to do their energy drink where it's yeah. Just, uh, yeah 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 it, it just tasted like like the dark chocolate equivalent of uh, Mountain Dew is a little harder, a little, you know, uh, uh, well, rougher around the edges. Well, Mountain Dew is sweet as fuck, too, to begin with. Right. That was, like, extra. Like, more of that. It kind of tasted like Surge. It it tasted thick. You know? It tasted, like, like not easy to drink because of how sweet it was. So you would take a sip and you would be like, oh, this, this is not going to quench my thirst <laughs> at all. No. I just feel like I'm drinking syrup. Yeah, yeah. I can't That's I can't drink any sodas anymore because of that unless it's it's natural sugar <laughs> because the syrup just grosses me out within three sips. If it's one of these hipster indie brands where it's like made with real cane sugar, I can go through an entire six pack of those no problem. Otherwise, right. I feel like a pig. Yeah, no corn syrup. No. Right. Do you uh, like buying those Mexican cokes? I uh, I do that sometimes. They sell them everywhere around here because there's so many uh, Mexicans. Or Mexican restaurants where they just they have to have those, but uh, I I don't make a habit of it. I don't even really like Coca Cola. I kind of like off brand colas more. There's a Mexican brand called Harritos. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They have they have that. Those everywhere. are good. Yeah, yeah. Those are good. Yeah. So those are pretty solid. I don't really I don't really drink soda. I think my fatness comes from other things like cookies. Like cookies. Uh, I yes. <laughs> I always drink just water. Like I, I or. Uh, alcohol i guess i've uh, never been much of a <clears throat> soda person because of that, like that the thickness of the thing like i've never been able to get past that you know of the just the, how strong that taste is i only like the either ginger ale because i'm an old man or 
the ones that are just carbonated water with like infused a little bit of like some citrusy flavor or some gay shit like that. Why sure. are we talking about that? I, don't know. I, was, I was just gonna say, do you think <laughs> do you think John Gotti had a Haritos before he passed in prison? He had a Pacifica beer. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what his. I mean, I feel like he was just a kind. He was a simple guy as far as taste goes. He likes a nice Pellegrino water and a big plate of spaghetti. Do you think he enjoyed pizza? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he kind of plumped up toward the end, so. You got you know that's did maybe I'm imagining this I don't remember because it's been like two weeks since we were supposed to record this episode because my my cord was yeah. acting up in Massachusetts. Um, were they did they show how well they were eating in the Gotti from 1996 where it was like a dining hall but it looked like a party where they're they're all eating and it's kind of like that scene in Goodfellas where they have the pots and they're making the gravy and they got the spaghetti it's all good. I, I think I recall that. I don't know. I it, don't. It doesn't matter. It, it's really pointless. Uh, you there's, can watch this movie yeah. for free on YouTube. There's, a, <laughs> there's like a Sky One re-upload of it in 1080p. And it's really a beautiful film. It's got great cinematography. It, it has um, pristine uh, pixels to it. It's just kind of... I. I mean, I understand that he... And I hope I'm not disrespecting him, but I understand that he was like, you know, a big famous gangster or whatever, but it's kind of a bland story, really. You know, I guess maybe they just don't get into the nitty gritty that much, but the way both end, it's kind of like, oh, who gives a shit? You know, oh, I just watched two hours of this and who cares? Yeah. I mean, do you, I, I, it's, it's kind of weird that I think in the 20th century, it was normal to elevate criminals to a certain level of like folklore character. And Gotti's maybe one of the last of those having come in around the nineties. Do you see that as a potential thing in, in today's day and age? And if so, I mean, who would it be? Cause I feel like if you try to do that rappers? about Martin Shkreli, no rappers, rappers are soft now. Rappers aren't even, I, the most would be like, oh, yeah, Freddie true. Gibbs talks about shooting people and killing people. No, you got fucking Takashi Six Nine. <laughs> yeah, that's the most dangerous rapper out there. <laughs> they're they're all yeah. I don't I don't know much softer. Well, no, because now now the heroes are political figures, so there's no room for gangsters anymore. You know, heroes are people that are fighting for you, but not really. Is it Donald Trump. Who else gets who else gets elevated anymore? Really? Yeah, victims or victims, right? And political figures and what not even pe- not even actors because there's no movies anymore so it's political figures because that's what that's what be, what's been you know uh dominating the mainstream uh conversation for the past year so yeah mm-hmm. i don't I, I don't know and and also i feel like today everyone has such a um self-righteous thing to themselves that uh, i don't know if will be able to elevate those criminals to that level anymore just because of that. Because if someone says something positive about a bad person, he's going to have a hundred people coming at them with the negatives, you know? That's right. I mean, Tupac Shakur was arrested for raping a minor. Yeah. And you can't say anything positive about him without someone bringing it up. So, no, what? 
Yeah. I was trying to use him as a good example of that never comes up. Kobe Bryant yeah. got arrested. It comes out right? now. Nobody well, talks about that. Because social media doesn't exist. Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, why there's why always that. Why won't they give that that equal treatment to Mr. Cosby? Mr. Cosby might be out of prison this year. He, I think, I think we need to celebrate what? that he was, you know, an influential figure in the community, and he had a great program. He was a great stand-up comedian. I, uh, I have a DVD of Bill Cosby himself that I purchased at the local CVS for only two ninety nine, and boy howdy, I was, I was laughing and laughing. Is that what it's called, Bill Cosby? Bill himself? Cosby himself. Is that the last the last one he put out on Netflix or something? Uh, no, 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 no. This was nineteen eighty, no? I think. It was it was the late seventies, early eighties, all red background. And I've been watching a lot of nineteen eighties, nineteen seventies black stand up comedy lately. Like I was watching uh, Delirious, I think it was on Netflix, or maybe it was Raw. Which one does? Uh, which, uh, Eddie Murphy is in the the red jumpsuit. Raw style. is purple. Raw's the right one is delirious. Okay, yeah. so no, then I was watching Raw. I was watching Raw. Okay. And it occurred to me that every single stand-up comedian after the year 2010 just seems to try and capture that cool guy energy that Eddie Murphy put out there by taking the yeah. stage. Like, like they're trying to be hip, sexy, funny. And that's, I mean, take a look at Chris D'Elia. That was his whole bit, right? Before he got <laughs> outed for trying to meet children on the internet. Before he got Chris Hansen. Well, yeah, it's it's weird looking at those old stand-up videos because there's been so many different stages of like popular stand-up that 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 seems kind of like it's still funny because of the state of comedy now, where he just comes out and he's like, "Look at these faggots, look at my ass," or whatever, you know, like that. It feels refreshing because it's like no one. You know, no one would even dare to say anything it like was, that. I don't know if that's raw or delirious, but it's both. Say, sh- it's, oh, okay. Both so in uh, right. in delirious, <laughs> right? He uh, he's he's going all all he, yeah. full throttle at the homosexual community, and then in raw, he goes, you know, the, these faggots came at me. They were staring at me. you know. So he's <laughs> he's doing that. He's responding to the criticism he got. I can't go out in public. Right. So he's he's still doing it, and he's hilarious so, in both of them. Yeah, so you have that, and then you have, uh, let's say, the alt scene from the early 2000s, right? And then you have the clean ones like Seinfeld that were huge, too. Uh, Brian Regan, who's still pretty big, I'm assuming. I don't know, Gaffigan, who are more like uh, day of the life type of thing. Uh, But then you have people like Dane Cook, Mm. who were selling out stadiums. And that shit is unwatchable now. You yeah. can't, you can't, you can't. I, I saw a clip that someone posted the other day and it was just the, the way that he delivered his joke and his line was pretty much like the, the, the equivalent to, uh, um, I don't, I don't fucking know. Uh, um, I can't even think of anything because it's so bad. It's just, it's just like a play on words. Uh, and the entirety of that stadium explodes in laughter. And he's just like, this is like a completely reality that is not, you know, possible. You can never laugh at this thing. But in like, what, 20, what? No, like 2006, 2007? No, when was he popular? Like 20? No, yeah, you're, you're about right. No, no, that was too late. He was out by then, I want to say. He was he was popular when I was in high school, like a freshman in high school. So between 2004 okay. and 2006 or seven, he had a good couple years. 
because was that like that was crazy that someone was just selling out stadiums to do comedy and then you watch it and you're like what the what what happened like what happened in those years where this was the thing that everyone was laughing at and and you know what i used to laugh at it yeah that's the thing that i'm kind of like i look back at it now and it's one of those things was just like i don't understand what stage of my life i was in where i thought this was funny or maybe because it was new that someone was saying it into a microphone out loud like that. I don't know. But that stage of comedy is one of the most unwatchable ones. So you can't really go back to it because everything is just someone just trying to well, either all... be offensive for, for the sake of it or just like like frat jokes, you know? Yeah, so like, I, bro, I think shit. if I had to make a guess as to why that hasn't aged well, but something like – I feel like you could prob- probably – sit down and watch Richard Pryor and it would be pretty funny. Maybe not as funny as 1970. Uh, the reason why Eddie Murphy is still funny or a, a lot of these guys who are from the past, like I'll watch uh, Rodney Dangerfield. Rodney Dangerfield, I think is still pretty funny because of just how clever he is. I think the issue with uh, 2010s and, and I guess new millennium comedy is a lot of those guys are not being themselves they're putting on a particular like high energy character, like a Jim Carrey kind of persona, which also doesn't age well for movies, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so people like that, like Dane Cook, or uh, what's your guy that you liked with the bowl cut, Coconut Head, Eugene something, not Eugene Merman. He's oh, Merman! No, 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 <laughs> no not not Eugene uh, Merman. Uh, Dimitri Martin. Dimitri uh, Martin. Dimitri Martin. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. guy. Where I'm, I'm just a boy, even though I'm 35 years old. Huh? You know that that whole thing, terrifying. I would hate to see. He was that always guy. like, he was always like 40 when he started or something. Yeah, like he's always been like a like a. What's the Andy Milanakis thing, right? Yeah, who's like 60 and still like it looks 12. Well, I thought. I mean, I don't know if Andy Milanakis actually has some kind of disease or an issue, but I think that's just very low testosterone does that to you. I still like Dimitri, by the way. I still think his shit is clever and funny. Well, but it's one of us. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I do enjoy me some silly, like dumb, playing words, comedy sometimes. Sure, but I, I, again, yeah. I, I think the closer the comedian is to them, actually, like their actual self, and the less that they harp on current events then yeah. usually it will age better. Eddie Murphy is is kind of doing an offshoot of what Bill Cosby does. And Bill Cosby's stand-up comedy, in my opinion, has aged very well because it's all about him being a husband and father. And it's that all is, family. Yeah. Right. It's timeless. Relatable. You, you can, yes, mm-hmm. you can find something to relate to. You can, you know, imagine that very easily. And, you know, you take a look at you Eddie Murphy. Bet. You've met the people they're talking about, you know? Like yeah. You, someone, maybe not the exact copy of that but there's someone that's like that in your family that you've had to deal with so it's always funny right you can put yourself in cosby's situation if you're a dad or if you're I mean, a child or something you know i mean i would i would clarify and say cosby situation when he's doing stand-up yes yeah <laughs> <laughs> right and then eddie murphy is is somewhere between cosby and Pryor, where he's dirty and he's like young and hip. He's only in his twenties, and he's got this, you know, insane popular uh, uh, persona and career that he's cultivated through Saturday Night Live and these big action movies he's doing. 
Um, but you can still understand his perspective as like a young man navigating that kind of success and the situations that he finds himself in. And then Pryor's the the outskirts of both of those, where it's like you have an older guy who's doing seedy things, and yeah. you know he was raised in a in a in a prostitution den, and he was molested, and he's smoking crack, and he lit, lit himself on fire to kill himself. He's like the very dark. I mean, apparently not yeah. as dark as Cosby, but the very dark version of you know that that sort of um, uniform of comedian. Right. And I think someone someone whose comedy will probably age well uh, for white comics is a Louis CK. I think some of Louis CK's comedy toward the end is not because it's so hung up on trying to fit the certain image that he wound up needing later in his career as a result of Tumblr and people, the wrong crowd, the art crowd taking a liking to his comedy and him being the responsible new dad of of, of whatever uh, pop culture was at that time, which, you know, the rug was pulled out from. I think his early work is probably still going to hold up. I think maybe Shameless. Yeah. Shameless still funny. Yeah. What was I, the what was the one after that? Uh fuck. Whatever, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <clears throat> Anything from Louis CK that's after like 2016 or 2017. Minus I I think the new special was pretty good, but it still felt a little even-tempered. Like he was he he was nervous to fully step back in mm-hmm. when his audio leaked. Uh, not long after he started doing stand up again after he got me too. Yeah. That shit was hilarious. That was that was funny as hell. Um but Well that's he was comfortable again. You know, it felt like he was just like, you know, I'm just gonna make fun of this and move on and fuck it and just go back to what he, you know, is good at. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> Yeah, I ah fuck. I don't I don't know. I, I honestly stand up like has lost because when growing up or like not growing up in my 20s, I used to watch a lot of stand up just because I was getting introduced by it. And now I I don't know. It's really it's really we- rare for me to sit for an hour and just watch a special back to back like that. Um, maybe listen to the album and like tracks. But it has to be someone I really like. I think the last one I watched was Sam Morell's one, I think, or Joe List put one. Uh, but it has to be someone that I, I know I like from before for me to sit and, and, you know, watch an hour of, of their comedy mostly because, uh, I don't know. It's just, especially all the, the specials that they put out now, there's so many, who is this guy comics that it's an, a saturation of just mediocre comedians where I, I don't even bother trying to find a new one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't, I don't <laughs> think they have anything interesting to say personally so i don't watch uh comedy at all i just read i read books now in my spare time well i've been reading moby dick recently it's been great it feels like do you drink while watching that just get lost in in whiskey and moby dick i like to to sip a a beverage slowly and stare into the fire that's how i spend my nights a a lot of modern day comedy which really bothers me uh stand up is that it's just people reworking like twitter jokes or like twitter memes or like twitter this thing and it's just i don't who wants this you know like i guess a lot of it is just commentary on everything happening it's like oh so covid guys huh oh man i'm so fat now because of covid i have uh, low self-esteem i haven't fucked 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, meeting girls in, hey. in the era of COVID. Yeah. You got to wear a mask. How are you no, supposed to hook no, up? No, thank huh? you. We're supposed <laughs> to eat pussy. What if I get COVID through your pussy? No, thanks. Laughter. Yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. Great. Uh, it really, you know, well, it, I guess... it's been great though because I think it exposed just how genuinely talentless these people are, and that they entirely strived on nepotism. That they just made friends with the right people at the right time, and that's why they're even like C grade. A lot of these people, like uh, uh, Joe Rogan's friends, have been outed uh, recently. I think be, you know through their their devious behavior and also <laughs> just like their lack of talent as people who aren't really worth paying attention to, and yet are extremely popular and have massive engagement. But they played the game yeah. correctly, and that's why they are at a certain level, which they're at now. Yeah. Anyway. That's a depressing, depressing note. <laughs> what kind of jokes would John Gotti tell his friends in the mafia? Uh, was he a funny guy? I don't think he was very funny. I don't know. Hey, I killed your, I don't know, cousin. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great joke. That's a, that's a, that's a classic in the mob. A, yeah. I don't know. I should bring it back. I should just bring organized crime back to New York to take over one of the boroughs. But you have to dress up like a Dick Tracy villain. It yeah. has to be over the top. I like should get that. a big yellow Everyone's... hat. I wear a big yellow <laughs> just, just the form somehow. Just get a an army of the foreign people to be your you know, your your henchmen. Not afraid to die because what are they living for anyway? You know? Exactly. <laughs> I mean that's kind of headshot as it is, isn't it? <laughs> that's that's civic TV every night. Oh, boy. <clears throat> anyway, so um, so Gotti, <laughs> would you recommend Gotti? Okay, so, no, uh, no. So this is episode 100. Let me just put you on the hot spot and ask you who has been your favorite guest so far. Not counting me, obviously, because you know I ended up becoming a co-host, but so I was obviously the best one. But <laughs> who was who was the one after? Um... Okay, well let's let's we'll take Jake and Jerry off the table here because we yeah. co-host a show with them every other Tuesday night. I would say the best guest has been, or maybe the, or maybe not best, but maybe the one that you enjoyed the most. You know, the conversation with them. I know I it's tough. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I just okay. I... Give me a top. Give me a top five favorite episodes. So that if you're new and you're listening to this or watching this, this are your your you didn't prepare anything like this at all, right? Yeah. I can see you on the spot. You're just like fuck. Um, I'm not trying to. to list of I, don't, I don't. I don't know. I, I don't know how to quantify that because the people I like talking to, I talk to for different reasons, right? I think if, historically, I think some of the best guest shows have been with Jake Hanran, which is why he's got like the record for most guest appearances. Um, but if you go by the numbers of what people like, um, no, 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 just you, just you personally, top five favorite, are these favorite because you edit all of them or at least listen to them. I don't know. Here's the deal. I don't think there's been more than like 15 unique guests, right? So what I'm really going to be saying then, if someone pays attention to it and they, we have enough uh, people downloading the show where someone will pay attention to it and do the math. I'm essentially saying, oh, like six people are shit. And here's the All right, five top I like. three. All right, top three then. 
I, I, don't, I can't even think of three right now. I gave okay. you, nope. I gave you okay. one. All right. Fucking you, fucking bitch. All right. No <laughs> who's favorite guest. Why don't you give yours then? Who do you, who, who's your least favorite and who's your favorite guest you've had on the show so far? Okay. Let me pull up. I had a, the list over here. I'm so trying to, here's favorite. what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to stall Wait, so I can look you, at so I can Why look are you at, making me come up with a least favorite? I didn't ask for a least favorite. <laughs> that, that that's the, the fucked up one. Hey, hey it's the monkey's <laughs> paw. If you want my answer... You're gonna to have to, you know, pay the consequence for that, the unexpected consequence. Okay, well, the worst guess is Jerry because I know he won't get hurt. <laughs> yeah, no, Jerry, Jerry and Jake <laughs> are off the table. Fuck. Okay, I don't fucking know who's the worst. Who did I have nothing to say to? Let's see. Okay, this is gonna sound bad or unfair, but the episode with, um, Chris Stuckman. It's, it's Chris no, Stuckman. No. no? That one was fine because I, I made fun of him. That's fine. Um, the one that we did about that fucking Star 80 movie, Ashton Tate, yeah. he was not comfortable at all. I don't think he felt comfortable at all at, 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 until like the end of it. So that one was a little awkward, not just because of him, but also because the movie. Like, yeah, the, I, that, I don't think that's Ashton's fault. That that's, I mean, yeah. he, he was recording the show from like his car or something. So that, yeah, that's yeah, not like yeah. a good way to do that to boot. Uh, but Star 80, I think we ran out of material for that show yeah. real quick. And the problem with that is that if we're not familiar with the person and they're not comfortable with us, it's difficult to riff or like babble. Right. Yeah, I, I had met Ashton and it was like totally fine. It was it was cool. But then the the episode was not uh, one of our best, I'll say. I we yeah. should have picked something else. I, I'm not going to say that's Ashton's fault. Uh, I, I'll here here's my here's I, I'll give you some of them. I'll give you some of the best. I'll say I already said Jake Hanrahan. Uh, we've got uh, Kenny. Kenny was on a bonus episode for 20 minutes, oh, and he was just okay. walking around Quincy Center on the phone or something. I think he started talking about Redline, that anime. I was like, oh, that's that's great, Kenny. And uh, who's next? We're gonna say. Um, um, uh, Kyle, Kid Polaroid for the Michael Mann retrospective. There you go. Now, are these actually the three best guests? Probably not. I don't know. Personally, you know, I like Robbie Goodwin quite a bit. I like Nick Oldershaw quite a bit. Um, I'd have to think about it and formulate it and then release a list to the public ranking every single guest we've had on the show today. I mean, I don't... I mean, I think you're going a little autistic on, my, on me. I didn't ask for that much. It was just favorite episodes well, <laughs> you need to relax <laughs> send them directly to them via email and see what ranking they're I'll, I'll, uh, yes, I'll, they might go up or down <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll we'll put it into an rss feed for people to be you know up to the minute informed on and uh if anyone is you know high or low they'll know and they'll know where they stand with me because i like to keep people i like to keep people on their toes i like to keep people uh directly uh, uh, transparent, you know, the communication, the relationship that is developed b- between myself and their self. I don't want any sort of facade of friendship here if there's no friendship to be had. That's my stance. Okay. That's very serious and gay. <laughs> um, <laughs> from my list, I think I would mention I enjoyed Don Raleigh a lot. Even though I don't really know him at all or interact Don with him, Jolly or have needs ever... to come back. I don't know. Here's here's the thing with Don Jolly. 
I know that he suffered a personal tragedy last year and then kind of that sucked the wind out of his internet usage. Like he didn't, I, encyclopedia.zone and, and all that stuff just seemed to go to the wayside. Uh, I hope he comes back. I don't know if he's been banned from Twitter or something. I haven't seen him around. I don't even know if right. he's, you know, I don't know. But I, I, I hope he's uh, doing better than what we last heard. But uh, Him, uh, I've, I've enjoyed our recent Mario Cuomo episodes too. Oh, yeah, Mario, Mario's are, great. Mario's great he, on every episode. He, he, he caught up to, the, to what we do right away. So he, like, you know, right from the start, yeah. even though someone that I, I mean he he listens which is something that i don't think many of our guests do so I, I guess he was familiar already with what we were trying to do but from first minute like he just blended in perfectly so he's definitely one of them yeah uh chris stuckman yeah. chris stuckman was great chris stuckman is always great we'll have him back on the show soon i'm sure after your tweet yeah after your, your photo collection that you decided no to post no no one knows about no one knows. Why do you have to? What? 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 What's what's wrong with me replying to a post about someone selling a, a drive jacket with four photos of he him? He didn't even want to talk about it on this show, which is like, first of all, I mean, look, he put it out look, there, right? And it's the video's out name. there. It's still there. I the screenshots were from the video, so. If you put if it's still out there because of you and you don't want anyone making fun of it, then fucking take it off the internet. It's not on me, you know. I'm sorry, it's still cringe and you still did it. It's about Dragon Ball Evolution and he hates it apparently. So it's another reason for me to make fun of him. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, I don't. You know what? You know what? He didn't even retweet the fucking thing. So fuck him. Whatever. Like if he's sensitive about it, who cares? Go cry to fucking Jehovah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know who I'm trying to get on the show, which I don't think is going to work out. I'm trying to get John Lurie. Who's that? From uh, painting with John and fishing with John and down by. He's been in like a ton of Jim Jarmusch films. Not familiar. Yeah, not that I'm with any of the guests. That's but... all right. I don't. I don't. I don't think that's going to happen. But that that's like the most recent thing that's been happening. We'll see. All right. All right. This show has run its course. How about this is the final episode of movies? A hundred episodes in the can. No, we have like eight guests scheduled that I have to figure out. Oh, we do? Yeah, we've got... I'm not going to run down the list in case anybody backs out. Uh, but yeah, we well, have a lot that's how of... you get them to not back out. No, that's that's not how that works. That's not how that works. It's, it's me saying something's going to happen, and then it doesn't happen. And then I look like an ass. That's how that happens. All right, so we got Rich Voss again. We could get Rich Voss very easy. We could get him right now. I bet you. I still have his what number. Do talk, what do you want to talk to him about? What movie? Uh, uh, Bronx Tale. Should I, <laughs> should I? Should we just call up Rich Voss right now? <laughs> Let's call up Rich. Well, what time is it? It's fucking. Oh, it's eleven fifty. It's not it's... too late. Um, let me see if I can give Rich Voss a call on here. <laughs> Damn, how do I do this? I feel like an old man now. Do I even have call credits? All right, I hope the number is not going to come up on... If the number comes up on screen while, I am, while I'm ringing them up, then this is going to have to be like a Patreon exclusive. Do you have anything prepared to ask him? Uh, sure. To just be like, something? hey, Rich. No, just be like, hey, Rich, remember when you were a guest on our show a couple of years ago? No, it wasn't like, even a show sure. back then. 
I know, I know, but he doesn't know. <laughs> he doesn't no, know. No, that let's not even bring, we don't need to bring that up. We'll just say hello. It's been, you know, he's had so much to do. Here we go. <clears throat> oh boy. Oh. oh no! <laughs> what is happening here? It's calling, isn't it? It's trying to add him to the call. Oh Jesus! Your, your Skype credit—you just tried to call a number. Phone calls at affordable rates by choosing. What is, what I is this? I have, have I have Skype credit though. <laughs> I should have I should have Skype credit. This is outrageous. I'll have to look this up. Anyway, so let's talk about something else in the meantime while I try to redeem my Skype credits, which apparently <laughs> expired for, for not using them. Um, do you think any of the Opie and Anthony era comedians have held up well or no? Patrice, because he died. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I think Bobby's kind of annoying now because of his podcast that he does with that guy, that radio guy from Tampa, that's unbearable. Uh, what's his name? Calta. I don't know. I don't watch uh, that. Yeah, not good. Uh, well, who's? Let's see. Jim Norton. I don't listen to his show anymore. I don't care. Uh, Bill Burr, I guess. Right? He's still successful. He's still. Yeah, but is he is he still funny? I don't know. I haven't checked his stuff in a while. Stanhope, I still like. I don't know if I would say he's he was part of that group, I guess. But yeah, no, Joe Rogan. Do you like his stand-up? No, I don't <laughs> do like, like his stand-up, stand-up. To be honest with you, I don't think he's a natural comedian. I think he's funnier. Hello. Hi, is this Rich Voss? Who's this? Uh, this is Hans. How are you doing tonight? Who are you, and why are you calling me? I, you I calling just want to see how you're doing tonight. Oh, really? Do I have to go through this? You have no caller ID. What do you want? Uh, I just want to know what your favorite movie was. I don't know. The one your mother started. The the one my mother started? That's that's not a very good yeah. comeback. That's all I got at this point of the night. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it was a... It's, a, it's almost midnight. Yeah, it's almost midnight. What the fuck do you want from me? I, I don't know. I, I, I kind of wanted a real answer. You don't have a movie you like? I have a lot of movies I like. Who is this? And before you get any more answers. I told you, this is Hans. From where? From the internet. Are you, a, an, you're an adult and you're making a phony, uh, like a, a prank call? You're no, an I'm, doing an, I'm doing a survey. I'm, I'm with the uh, Census Bureau. You're, you're an adult. You're an adult. No, stop. You're an adult. Don't you feel... Like you're a troll and an adult and you're doing this at your age? I mean, are you that empty? Think about it. How empty? How empty Listen, are you? I, I have a list of no, comedians who have offered their it. favorite movie to me, Mr. Rich Voss. Good. My movie, my movie is I Fucked Your Mother at Sandy Hook. It was a great movie. All right? I mean, you're an adult. Think about that's it. very Think vulgar. About what you're doing. I, listen, I am vulgar. I'm a I'm a vulgar piece of shit. But you're worse. You're a troll. Calling well, me. well, Mister Mister Rich Voss, I just want to say uh, thank you for your your time this evening. And uh, if you do, oh, he's gone. He's left. <laughs> oh, is that the? I'm I think sweating. that might be the first uh, I'm Sandy so Hook reference. 
on the program. Well, we that was a that was a proper guest appearance for Mr. Rich Boss, <laughs> episode one hundred. We can put that into iTunes now, and uh, that'll be good. Oh, my Skype credit has officially deactivated again. Uh, it's officially run out. So that was just uh, just perfect enough. Why did he stay in the car? <laughs> I don't That's know. I don't know. Why I have no idea. He, he's like he was like trying to reason with you. It's just like just hang up, Rich. Anyway. I can't wait for his next appearance on the program. Uh, that I mean, I guess that's been movies. Where else? Where else can we go after, after calling up Rich Voss? <laughs> I can't believe that worked, dude. Oh, that's funny. Oh, fuck. Uh, do you want to yeah. give your your Instagram account or whatever? Oh, uh, what is it? I don't even remember what my Instagram. Oh, Hansi Candos and Hans Memorial on Twitter. Terrific. And uh, Lowrez won the bread everywhere except Patreon. Patreon.com slash Lowrez. Uh, Lowrez won the bread on Instagram and uh, Lowrez WB, Twitter, and Facebook. That's that's that for now. Uh, here's, what, here's what we really need to do. I think you should try and get the rest of the comedians from Opie and Anthony's phone numbers, or I'll try to as well. Yes. And, and we'll just, just ask them. We'll call them up every, 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 episode. every episode. And see what their favorite movie is. I think okay. that's the way to go about it. That would be a good bit. That would be a really good bit. Who can we... Okay. So so it's Burr, Norton, uh, uh, Bobby Kelly. The estate of uh, Patrice O'Neill. You want to talk to Vaughn or his mom? Uh... Who else was there? Like a with Anthony Otto and dad. Wait, let's get Opie okay. on the show. You want to get Opie on the show? Yeah, he seems like a, a sane, rational person these days. Stable he's doing man. His, is he doing to steal his Opie radio podcast? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what he's up to. He seems he seems kind of terrifying, to be honest with you. I seen I've I've looked at a photo of him recently that somebody reposted uh, over in the Red Bar group. And he looked like he's been living in the woods for a couple of months. That one? That one I'm sending right now? Let me take a look here. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, yeah, that, that's pretty close. Whoa. Well, he... that's, his, that's his Twitter photo. <laughs> how, how, how does a man age worse than Anthony Cumia? <laughs> who was already, who already looked 50 and like Who 32. already looked like a monster in his youth. Oh, my God. Um, his tweets. Uh, Pepper Le Pew is not real. Good night. Today, it was like a week later. How many? What's the engagement on that? What's it? Hold on. What's the follow count and what is the engagement on the tweet? Okay, follow follow count is two hundred and eleven thousand. Uh, twenty six likes, seven replies. Um, mm. it says I have a oh. What oh. happened? What What do we got? It says, I have a couple of spots available for today's Let's Have a Beer live stream, which is starting soon. Get a hold of me if you want in, and I'll give you the link. Sounds like a great networking opportunity. Wait, so is he... He's. I guess he's trying something. Is he getting listeners to be his guests? Or is he yeah. just having people watch him live? I, I think he's doing... Uh... It's probably like a clubhouse thing where you're talking and then you bring in people. Oh, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming because I can't, I, you know, I haven't, 
you tend to see people who are doing podcasts Ugh. mingling with one another. There's a lot of cross promotion. I have not seen anybody cross promoting or mingling with Opie. I hate that his ugh, the name is Let's Have a Beer. What a fucking just fucking uh, stuck in time fucking. Yeah, his friends are uh, Matt Farah from the Smoking Tire podcast. Um, he got Pat Duffy on episode 370. Remember Pat Duffy? No, I don't. Oh, wait. He yeah, he's a, the a guy who's known for throwing up or something, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was one of the one of the baby birds, and he also uh, smoked pubes, I think. That's great. Um, I would love to be known for those two things. Uh, I think we're talking about yeah, Opie so, and Anthony a little too on, much what, now. I just, I think we should get in his show. I think that's what we should do. We should get on Opie's show or, you know, alternative, get his number, I guess. Wouldn't it be funny if Rich is still here? <laughs> that, that, would, that would be... Uh... That would be fantastic. Oh boy, um, yeah. Let's try. Let's. I mean, I feel like. See, here's the thing, though. If we did get Opie's number and we just called Opie up and uh, you know riddled him with questions, I feel like that's low hanging fruit. You know, I think we should just ask that question. Hey, what's your favorite movie? And that's it. That's how we end the episode. Because we're not going to get a real answer from anyone. I don't think. Because yeah. they're all going to be like, "Who the fuck is Hans?" <laughs> <laughs> This is a butcher from the corner. Like, who the fuck? Yeah. So well, I think that's probably the bit. <clears throat> I guess able so. To get. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. I, I don't know. We gotta we gotta come up with a target in secret for the next one. Um. Anyway, that's been movies for this week. Thank you for uh, thanks thanks for listening. Oh, it's still recording. <laughs>